Happy, happy Wednesday is Happy Hump Day. Hello, hello, hello. I trust you are having a very productive week. It looks like it's warmed up here in SoCal just a tad bit, just a little bit. Um, but I'll take it. I will take it. I, I am enjoying this weather. Um, it's given me some time to slow down. So let's get going. Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your show host, Lisa Gillette, broker, owner, and creator of all fun things and swag in real estate. I've been having a great time. So I, I was messing with the stuff in the background and I was playing with the, um, I was playing with the uh, covers for our new events. So just for those of you who are new to me, yes, we do adult real estate classes, free community classes now, fourth Saturdays of each month. So the next one coming up is April 2nd, 22nd. Um, in fact, I have a better link now. So let me, let me redo this. Now we've got a better link. So let me just show, let me just post this. So this is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, buying foreclosed properties, beat out the investors, no overbids necessary. This is going to be a very, very uh, hot topic as you see more and more people discuss this as we start to explore more of this foreclosure crisis, if you will. I, I'm using this, this term very loosely, right? So uh, I'm, I'm using it very loosely because the moratorium has ended, um, COVID tenant protections uh, have ended, except for check with your local uh, city, county, and jurisdictions to determine if um, you're impacted or how you're impacted. So do know that this is going to be a great class, informational, and I want you to uh, register at realestatelife.events. So definitely check that out. You want to register at realestatelife.events. This is an in-person class. It is live. So I'd love to make sure you're there. Bring a friend, family, and foe. <laughs> uh, no, I know some of you are like, I don't want anybody to know this information. Why are we like that? Huh? Why is it that way? I am realizing that people who know of me, people who have connected with me, they want to keep me top secret because it's like, yo, you, how do you find this information? Where are you getting this information? And I have my answer is the same all the time. I read, I read. I don't consume myself with too much of, uh, you know, things that are uh, things that are repurposed for entertainment purposes. So I kind of go back to like the original story or look for, uh, as you all know, I, I, I'm intrigued a lot with the, the legal stuff. So I tend to follow a lot of legal stuff. And I when you follow legal stuff, especially in real estate, it's essentially following the money, following the paper trail, especially as we're talking about, we're on this eve, not even eve, right? We're post talking about this indictment of Trump and his uh, real estate records, right? So from what I understand, there's been a couple of people, a couple of attorneys that have said there's nothing in there that would actually hold weight 
Uh, some have said essentially the Democratic Party is handing him the uh, presidential candidacy. So that's interesting, an interesting spin. And uh, so I haven't read the charges uh, to kind of make sense of it myself. I have not really delved into that. There's some other things that I'm questioning in terms of uh, on a bigger scale, right? So a bigger scale for me is like, okay, so we've got, you know, Trump in the news. We've got OPEC with Saudi Arabia, Russia, and China. Now Iraq. Um, also, I think um, Kuwait is in there. And so there's this conversation about oil and, you know, they're not, they're not agreeing to produce any more oils uh, as, as agreed. And so how does that affect the U.S.? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. And I took a call um, this past couple of days and the conversations that I've been having with people have been, there's something brewing. There's something brewing. So with the something brewing, I feel like you just need to, you know, stay you know, vigilant, you know, just stay, um, just make sure you don't get caught up in the entertainment of things, uh, i.e. distractions, right? Make sure you don't get caught up with the uh, distractions of things. And the... The other thing, let me let me lower my volume here. Okay, that should be better. And with that, I'm saying is, you know, fact checking. Oh my gosh, fact checking. Oh, so the three things that I see right now happening right now is uh, these race wars on with AI, right? Race wars with AI. And um, hold on, let me let me let me do this because you know I, I said I was messing with things in the background, so I need to fix everything. We are going to have a guest for this month's uh, this month, and I'm excited about that. Today we're going to be talking about buying new construction homes, pros and cons, especially as we're watching the market do interesting things. Um, great time right now in terms of if you're a buyer. I'm not saying that to, you know, to uh, appeal to you to, you know, because you may say that, you know, I'm a broker in the business. So, of course, you're going to say that. No, it's not one of those things. I'm just looking at what has previously happened and you just kind of look at what the market is doing and basically can you negotiate a great deal? And I know some of you, right, clients who are currently within, who are in the process, clients who are preparing for the process, and those of you who closed the process, right? I like to call it an experience, though. Uh, those of you who've closed the real estate experience, uh, now would be an optimum time to get your ducks and uh, ducks and bucks in order. And this is why we're going to be talking about buying foreclosed properties. But that's a live event that's in person. That's on April 22nd. Uh, 10 a.m. So be sure to register. Okay. Be sure to register. Let me, it brought me back to that. So why I say it's an interesting time is because we're looking at rates. We're looking at what's happening socioeconomically, uh, politically. And with that comes opportunity. You've got to recognize the opportunity, but I get it. If you're doing it for the first time, doing it, meaning investing in real estate, purchasing in real estate, making that jump, uh, taking that leap of faith, it is difficult for you to know whether 
um, this is an opportune time for you because you don't know what to compare it to as a newbie, right? As a neophyte, you don't know what to compare it to. So I'm here to share with you in this discussion today, and this is classroom style, so I'll have a presentation. In fact, I'll get that ready. Uh, we'll do classroom style. We'll talk about pros and cons, and I'm going to share with you some things to look at as you're negotiating, not just your loan, but also your home, the terms and conditions of your home. And I say that all the time, terms and conditions, terms and conditions of your home. Why? Because that's that's where the money is, right? Depending on how you buy and, and what your rate is and what the big plan is, that can make all the difference in terms of a deal that can make or break you. So uh, that's what we'll cover today. And uh, for those of you, again, who are new, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. We are in episode 203, Going Strong. I am absolutely enjoying, I'm enjoying this. I, I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying more so that I've focused, uh, I focused the podcast content. You know, all I was doing shifter thinking and I enjoy doing shifter thinking. But it's so funny because I find myself doing things in two. So I had two shows going concurrently. I had shifter thinking, I had Ready, Set, Real Estate. And then, um, you know, work life happened. And so now I had to decide, okay, what am I focusing on? Ready, say real estate is really what I'd like to focus on and just keep the, the real estate content going because that's what I do. That's where I am. That's my being. And so uh, now focus there. But the reason being as well is because now there's school in the mix of the work life, right? So now I have work life school and wanting to make sure I dedicate to that. With that, I also am sharing that I am announcing we are going to be kicking off our real estate industry classes uh, third Saturday. So we're going to kick off the first one here in April, and we're going to be talking about creating your own real estate podcast, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a pod, a real estate focused podcast. Uh, and, and that's where I want to, I want to lead you with. So for my industry professionals and colleagues, and those of you who've been watching, who've been waiting patiently for, for me to bring back the class. I am bringing back the class and uh, really excited about that to just as a refresher, right? Set the stage and have you come back. And, and, and some of you may have thought of it. Some of you are kind of doing it and just want some support and tips on, you know, how to make it more interesting, how, you know, what tools you should be using. Um, I'll be sharing all of that. Okay. Let's get into, before I do that, I definitely want to do, um, so I'll get into disclaimers shortly. Of course, if you are catching us on a live, press one lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. And uh, we do have a show sponsor today. On the last episode, we just jumped right into it when I have a guest, uh, but we definitely want to shout out show sponsor. This uh, today, let's see here. Today's episode is sponsored by, oh, our very own Devenio Estates. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break. We know how challenging it can be to try and sell a home while also dealing with other financial and legal matters. We are here to help. Devenio Estates is the real estate firm you need to make sure your unique situation is handled as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our team of professionals has a combined experience of over 30 years in real estate, construction, and finance industries. As active professionals in the industry, we know the importance of timelines and pride ourselves in providing superior service without compromising integrity. 
we use industry software and copyrighted proposals so that our real estate agents submit accurate and complete listing information and buyer offers. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and set Devenio Estates as the go-to real estate firm for excellence and advocacy and superior services for our clients. Contact us today to learn more about our services. All right, welcome back. And a little shameless plug there, right? <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If you too are in real estate and you'd like to promote your show on our platform, Ready Set Real Estate, send me an email, lisa at lasuperagent.com. Again, uh, you can text or call me directly. I do answer my phone. Go figure. Uh, I don't I don't know how people run their businesses by not answering calls or returning messages. So 323-488-3265. Again, that's 323-488-3265. All right. With that being said, we're going to be talking about buying a new construction home. And I thought about this topic as I, I'll reiterate uh, because, you know, the market is doing interesting, interesting things. And even though I've, I've been hearing the question, when is it going to be a buyer's market? Are we in a buyer's market? And so we had a very interesting market that was U-shaped and then V-shaped, right? It dipped. It did dip, right? And then there was there was a, a snippet of a buyer's market just, you know, just by symptoms, right? If I, if I went over a checklist and said, okay, you know, rates being low, um, inventory being short or, or inventory building up, and prices dropping, right? And you know, days on market extending. If I if I kind of built a criteria, we did experience that, and the boat has has missed you know has missed you. But I, I must say, yes, in some areas because I've got to disclaim with this thing called hypo markets, right? Hypo and local markets, depending on where your market is. Uh, there are some places that are still experiencing multiple offers. Um, interesting enough, in South LA, in our mar in our market, where we do business, market, you know, work, live, and play. Uh, I, I recently saw the closing of a four-bedroom, two-bath house for sixteen hundred square feet, and it closed at seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. They uh, the the seller dropped the price, so the original price point was seven hundred and eighty nine thousand. It sat on the market for longer than they anticipated, but I think it was just really testing the market because uh, this was a flip, meaning they had purchased the home for five hundred and twenty five thousand, I believe, or it was probably five fifty. I want to go with five fifty. They purchased the home for five hundred fifty thousand. And uh, it took them about, I want to say, 10 months, likely 10 months to get that house renovated and ready to go to market. By the time they got ready to go to the market, we were now in a different market. There was no longer this pandemic urgency and boom and bust that was happening that we were seeing where properties were selling very quickly. So the property was listed for $789,000 and then it dropped. Uh, meaning they lowered the price to seven hundred and sixty-nine thousand. And interesting enough, they likely ended up with a multiple offer situation, and the property ended up closing for seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. Now you may say to me, "What? Are you kidding me? Like South LA? Yes, because if you have driven in South LA, 
there's big things happening in South LA. Uh, we've been saying this for a while that South LA is the new luxury market. It's uh, it's it has been growing to that. In fact, I'm noticing brokerages are starting to remarket themselves or rebrand themselves as focusing on urban and luxury, right? Because the urban communities of South LA are becoming this luxury market with the renovations of these properties. So with that being said, that puts uh, puts a buyer at a, a tough spot, right? So the question becomes, do I spend, right? Am I investing 775,000 on a 1600 square foot home? That's an existing home in an area that maybe you likely are not excited about, especially if schools are important, right? Because that's, that's what we're finding is an is a important conversation with buyers and those who are looking to uh, have their own families or already have an existing family of, of children. So conversations of school is very important. Um, the walkability of a neighborhood is important. Does it offer community, right? Um, does it, in fact, I this reminds me too, because I went to visit or we were spending family time with my nephew or my brother for his son's birthday. And so I recall traveling, in fact, we were in the area of Chino and I recall three years ago, this very community that we were now sitting and the kids were playing at the park, they're playing basketball. There was a, a walking trail, there was a tennis court and uh, you know there was a track of homes, new homes that were built. Three years ago, I recall that was not there. In fact, I had shown a home in that area. I had shown a couple. Uh, my clients did, uh, were outbid. And so they decided to buy new construction out of state. Very, very tough market between 2019 and 2022. It was really tough. So kudos to you if you were able to pull off a closing during that time, because it was something historic and you two were part of history. So I want to say kudos to you. Hats off to you. And, um, you know, it was a very interesting time. All right. So I wanted to give context in terms of where the market is, why somebody, and it's interesting because I've met people that have been very clear on the onset. They want new construction. They don't want an existing home. Why? Because of the maintenance. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pros to buying new construction home. The first being customization. I, I caught myself. You saw that I was jumping ahead and I was going to say maintenance. Well, let's talk about low maintenance. Now, let's start off with customization. By the way, my husband and I have been juicing. All credit to him instead. But I, I have poured my watermelon. This is watermelon with, uh, what is it, honey? Watermelon turmeric and ginger. So that's what is in the uh, Ready Set Real Estate cup. And we've been juicing now, I want to say for, uh, we've been juicing for two and a half weeks, but we've been on fruits and veggies for like four weeks. I'm on this road to losing weight and I have lost. So I'm really happy about that because during the pandemic, y'all, <laughs> slowing down and having not, not being able to work out and just adjusting to that life. I, I, it just puts you in a different space. So I'm in a, I'm in a much better space and I'm excited about it, it's, especially when you see results, you know, so I'm, that has me all excited. 
Okay, back to what we're discussing here. Customization. You have, oh, let's go back. Nope. You have the ability to choose your own finishes and personalize your home to your preferences. Customization is one of those things that people get to experience from ground up. In fact, uh, my, my sister purchased a new construction property in the Carolinas. And what an experience to be able to, uh, in fact, my clients and her, I think my clients had closed and then my sister had closed, but it was really a joy to see how they were able to customize uh, the, the, the palettes, right? To customize colors, to customize finishes, uh, the flooring, the, the tile, the countertops, um, you know, carpet here, hardwood here. What are we laminate? What are we doing? Tile, wood. And so finishes definitely is the exciting part of making this your own home and, and to your liking, your preferences. So although we're talking about pros, I do want to share. Keep in mind this thing called resale value. Resale value. And the reason being is because if this is a starter home or an opportunity home, right? An opportunity for a stepping stone, right? For you to purchase, get your foot in the door, be careful, be mindful if you intend on selling that home in the future. Because with customization, you may overreach, meaning you may customize this this property this to, to an extent that you now have a very specific style that's going to suit a very specific person, right? And true, only one person can buy your home. And we like to say, all you need is one. But the reality is, is finding that one is going to take a lot more effort than creating something that would appeal to most, right? Not the masses, but to most, at least so that you can create a demand for it and competition, because with demand and competition, this is economics, supply and demand, uh, you then are able to increase or affect pricing. So that's my tip there on customization. So yes, you have the ability to choose your own finishes and whatnot. However, be mindful of this thing called resale value. If you decide, you have to sell in the future. The second thing that I've noticed uh, has been a key thing with people making decision as to whether they go to resale, which is an existing property, or a new construction home, is low maintenance. New homes require, right, new homes require less maintenance and repairs in the early years. Why? Because you get the best of that home for the first 10 to 15 years. In fact, uh, the home warranty that they offer, I'll talk about that shortly, gives you, uh, uh, they, the uh, contractor, the builder, excuse me, gives you a warranty of 10 years. And so read your contract in terms of what that warranty covers. But this is a key thing in terms of being on a budget, being mindful of what you're responsible to do for renovations, repairs, and maintenance of a property when you compare an existing resale home versus a new construction home. Maintenance is a key thing. The rule of thumb is you should be factoring 5%. Rule of thumb, I'll drop it in the comments here. 
rule of thumb is factoring 5% of the purchase price for annual maintenance. So annual maintenance uh, is equal to 5% of the purchase price. So you buy $400,000 home. So you want to uh, expect or plan to have about 20,000 for the annual maintenance. Are you going to see that all at once? Not typically, right? But there's this thing that oftentimes, especially landlords and new landlords, this thing called capital expenditures. You can collect rent and have a, cash, a positive cash flow through the year and then realize, boom, you've got a CapEx, also known as a capital expenditure, where you've got to replace the roof or plumbing or the electrical. And now you've got a big ticket item that will wipe, wipe out the rents that you were collecting for that year. So you've got to be mindful with, with when you're making these decisions of what you're prepared to do. Okay. So let me just, again, annual maintenance, you want to factor in at 5% of the purchase price for that particular property. And these are the things that oftentimes people later learn, right? They learn after they purchase the property. They are oftentimes we have this discussion about low down and no down to get into your home. But this is why lenders are oftentimes asking you for this thing called reserves, right? Do we, we need three months of reserves. That means you have to be able to show and put up in your closing costs three months of mortgage payments, six months of mortgage payments. If you do income property, they're definitely going to want to see six months and collect six months of reserves for the mortgage on income property. So be mindful of that. It's not just saving for your down payment, but it's also saving for those reserves based on the lender requirements. Okay. All right. With that, we have, okay. So the next pros to new construction is energy efficiency. This is a big thing right now, especially if you're in California, because there is a, a real movement. Uh, in fact, there's tax credits available for energy efficiency, whether you, you purchased energy efficient vehicles, um, solar units uh, to make your home energy efficient. And so, I think there was, I think it's upwards of billions of dollars that has been recently approved to issue credits and pass this on. In fact, our California law, I'm a licensed California broker, the law says new construction homes are required to be energy efficient. In fact, the new construction homes are required to have solar panels. So be mindful when you're purchasing a property that the cost of the solar panels are usually uh, built into the pricing and you have the option to finance the solar panel or buy them outright. So in addition to your closing costs, excuse me, your down payment and your closing costs, be mindful of energy efficiency. This rule and requirement for California new construction, whether you're going to finance the cost of the solar panels or you're going to also pay them outright. So you're looking at 10,000 to 20,000, depending on uh, the brand, the units, how large of a property uh, those panels are um, managing energy to. So be mindful. Now, I'm not a solar panel expert, but I, I know a thing or two 
And one of the things that have been, it's one of the, so here's this thing, right? Like, the, I guess the phenomena or the logic is when everybody finds out about something, right? Like the secret and now the secret's out, i.e. solar panels, you have all these players and companies that are involved in pushing solar panels, but they're not all made equal. They're not all um, designed to work the same way. And from my conversations with solar panel experts, those contracts, in fact, the best solar panel contracts were back in 2011 prior to the masses being uh, finding out and learning about uh, solar panels and then this whole push towards solar. So the, the better solar panel contracts were around 2011. So the I think the last batch of contracts was 2015. So if you were able to capture a, uh, and close a deal on solar panels prior to 2015, you got the better end of the stick uh, versus what is being promoted and sold now, not so good. So that's my take on that. So be mindful when it comes to uh, having to uh, purchase energy efficient uh, new construction with the requirement of energy efficiency. So it's not just uh, down payment and closing costs. It's also deciding whether you're going to finance the uh, solar uh, solar panels as well. Hello, Miss LaDonna. She says, hello. Welcome, welcome. Great, great, great of you to tune in. Also, I have you down, LaDonna, as you asked, and I, I, I'm happy to uh, bring you back as our small business spotlight for our April 22nd event. I'll text you the flyer and the information, but I'll also drop it here is uh, at realestatelife.event. So it's in the chat below. Make sure you share that uh, so people can register. So that's the, the new link. In fact, that's the link going forward for all of our consumer and community events is realestatelife.event. So if you want to check out what's happening, just go to that site and we'll have it up in terms of what's going on. All right. And then the last pro, pro that I want to talk about, and I want to make today's show sh short and sweet. The last pro I'd like to talk about in, in terms of new construction is warranty. So many new construction homes come with warranties, giving you that peace of mind. Like I said, the builder offers that 10-year warranty. And in that warranty, so this is why it also helps to have somebody uh, legal or, or someone with a trained eye to read contracts to review those uh, contracts because purchasing new construction, I will say my experience with some of the new builders and the new construction homes, they are not always uh, agent friendly, right? In terms of working with cooperating agents or brokers. So I don't work for a builder. There are some agents that work directly with the builders and they usually want to take on the deal and not have us as a cooperating agent be as, as involved. So it depends on who you work with. There are some that, like I said, I've, I haven't had some positive experiences, but then there can be this thing called implicit bias that some people don't realize they're experiencing or doing. And that's likely why I haven't had positive experiences because of this implicit bias that we see with out of areas. And sometimes people of color trying to purchase, not trying, but purchasing and investing in out of areas for new developments and new communities. So be mindful because those are things in real conversations that my clients have felt as, um, you know, of African descent. They have felt, um, and my, me and myself, I've experienced that where I wasn't well received or welcomed. And 
I wasn't treated uh, as best, but stick it out, right? Stick it out with your agent, stick it out with your advocate because your agent is your advocate and be mindful or careful not to lean on the builder's agent that you do have your representative of what as well, which brings me to this key topic, right? Like oftentimes people will say to me, Lisa, I want to go purchase this property and it's a new construction. Um, can you help? Yes. So let me give you this tip. If you are working with an agent and you decide to pivot to new construction, now, in order to protect your agent's commission, it is very, very important that you do not visit the builder without your agent. Do not visit the builder site without your agent because your agent will not earn their commission. Yeah, straight up. If you show up, you sign your name, and there's a section that says you have an agent, you don't put your agent's name, um, it will it will likely interfere with your agent being paid for you as a client or representing you as a client of that new construction purchase. So I always forewarn my clients, same thing with open houses. I mean, these are the nuances of the industry that some agents are very strict that if you show up at an open house without your agent, they oftentimes like to put a disclaimer that if your agent, if you're not there or we show the property and you're not there with your client, we're not going to pay, we're going to cut your commission or we're not going to pay you. So always have an open line of communication with your agent to understand kind of what's the protocol uh, in the industry, right? When you're working with a representative. Certainly, if you're working with an accountant and you're not going to go and talk to other accountants, if you're working with an attorney and you've retained legal counsel, you're not going to go and talk with other attorneys. Um, if, if you're working with a business, you're not also, you know, working with someone else as well. That's uh, not acting in good faith, but also I don't think it's good business practice either. And it's, it's designed in that way to protect you because essentially we have our own forms and contracts that say we represent you and um, there's a fiduciary responsibility in that representation. Okay, so that was my little, my little side note on visiting uh, sites of new construction without your agent. So again, the home warranty Many new construction homes come with the warranties, giving you that peace of mind. And that is absolutely true. Read the fine print in there. Uh, and the reason why I started talking about contracts is because one of the contracts for one of my clients, new construction in the home warranty, it says that you have to indemnify. It says you have to indemnify the builder from any damages, et cetera. So what does that mean? That means you cannot hold them responsible, let's say, for a crippling wall. Right. You can't hold them responsible. They say that allow us to make effort to resolve or cure any claims that you might have or many issues or any issues that you have. Uh, give us the opportunity before you attempt to litigate. So be careful to understand what that word indemnify means. And also don't feel that because it's a new construction. Right. Don't think you've got to correct this mindset that just because it's a new construction that there aren't issues. In fact, my client, I think they said it was six to eight months. Maybe it was already a year or 12 months, 12 months after the property uh, had been built and constructed. I think because of the extreme weathers, it probably was extremely cold uh, during a particular season. 
the bathroom window had popped and it was a dual pane window. So it popped from the inside. And that was something that was covered under the warranty. The builder assessed it and said, yes, we'll go ahead and replace the window. So good to know. Good to know that yes, lower maintenance and costs and repairs, but it doesn't mean that new construction does not come with its own set of issues. In fact, there are companies that specialize in suing builders of new construction. Gabish. All right, moving along. Let's talk about those cons to buying a new construction home. Those cons, we just covered the four pros and I'm sure there's a lot more, but for, you know, for show purposes, I, I pulled out some that I felt were the top. So cons, new construction homes can be more expensive than existing homes. Why is that? Because there's this thing that we talked about as a pro, customization and your to your preference, to your liking. But with that comes what? The cost, right? Instead of laminate flooring, you want, you know, real hardwood. There's a cost. Uh, you want appliances included, especially during the pandemic and this issue on exports and imports and parts. Uh, some of the new construction, some of the builders were not issuing, were not including appliances. They weren't even giving vouchers away. Ugh, boo. <laughs> but, you know, that was that was the nature of the business. So it can be more expensive when you're talking about design, right? Because they give you the model homes and then you go, this is beautiful. This is amazing. I want this. And then they go, oh, okay, so... You want those blinds, you want that type of uh, countertop, you want that type of cabinets, you want that type of fixture, you want that style of master bedroom, that's that, excuse me, a primary bedroom. We're, we're no longer saying master, you know, thanks to, uh, thanks to the changes. Uh, it, Texas started this first, so they, they've replaced the Texas Association of Realtors have replaced the use of master. You, you heard me say this on the show before, so we now call it primary, primary bedroom, primary bedroom, primary bathroom. So the primary bedroom uh, is a design, right? Walk-in closet. Do you want one? Do you want two walk-in closets? And then you have the option of the primary bathroom. Are you going to have a closet in the primary bathroom? Do you want also the stand-up shower and the sit-in tub? or the uh, jacuzzi tub, right? Do you want dual sinks or a single sink, right? Because the model is going to have the full package, heated floors even, right? Do you, I'm, I'm telling you, like it's, it's a very fun experience, but then reality sets in when you start to look at the itemized cost sheet and you go, oh, right. Um, so maybe we don't need to, uh, have lighting in all rooms. I've had clients say, you know, because lighting is, is also a cost. How many can lights are you going to have in the living room, the dining room, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, can lighting, right? Like the recess lighting, you go, oh, six is good. Well, they charge you per lighting. <laughs> so those costs add up. Uh, another con is the limited inventory. There may be limited availability when it comes to uh, new homes in those areas of uh, those new communities, right? 
there may be limited availabilities of new homes in certain areas. And so as we're looking into like Beach City, South Bay, Compton also has new construction. And th that is the con to wanting to go new construction, but they're only saying, hey, we're only going to build 80 homes. That's it. So what does that do to pricing? It also affects pricing because then the demand for people wanting to experience a new community, new develop and new construction and have the opportunity to customize their new home uh, drives demand, drives price up. So again, the limited inventory is something that is definitely an issue, especially when we're talking about the effects of the cost to build. All right, moving along. And then we have construction delays. Ugh. This one we noticed. So as rates have gone up and people weren't able to qualify for the, the, the overall cost of the new construction, uh, we've seen a lot of the cancellations happen uh, with that and, and affecting the progress of that construction project. So construction projects can be unpredictable and may experience delays, which can impact your move-in date. Your move-in date is going to be a very movable date, <laughs> meaning be prepared that that date is going to move and change from time to time. So be flexible with those adjustments. Be very flexible. All right. The cool thing for you to understand, though, is that you do have the option to use, let's say, your own lender. If your lender will finance new construction, and this is where kind of delays, the timeline of delays and funding comes into play, because the builder will say they will have a clause in their purchase agreement. By the way, they, they want to use their purchase agreement, not our standardized uh, contracts. So in their purchase agreement, they will have a clause that says we will charge you a per diem. That's a per day cost for every day that we are waiting on your lender to finance this deal. But if you go with our lender, there's no charge. I know, I know, it's not fair because your lender might be get, giving you a better deal. So it's just working with your lender and the builder and the, you know, the agent professionals, escrows and title involved, just like you would any transaction. You've got to just be diligent on making sure you're responding and giving those documents. Uh, also work with the lender that is experienced in funding new construction projects because then they understand the workload, the timelines, and their entire back office team, their underwriting team uh, will be that more sensitive to timelines. Okay. So it's very important because that's essentially how the lenders say, you know, come with us, you know, and, and they also say, they, they will give you an offer in there that if you go with their preferred lender, quote unquote, preferred lender, they will then credit you, you know, closing costs, meaning they'll pay either all your closing costs or a portion of your closing costs, or they may even agree to bind down your interest rate. As I've been reading a lot of the perks right now uh, that new construction has offered, new builders are offering, like they're giving away uh, homes now. <laughs> giving away, quote unquote. And our last con would be the lack of character. Mm, right. My brother calls it um, 
uh, uh, cookie cutter homes, right? So the lack of character. If you don't mind, you know, living in the community per se, they also will have maybe three to four different types of models to choose from, and, and that's what it is. So new construction homes may lack the charm and character of older homes, which I certainly appreciate and I am going to miss. The more single family homes are sold in our communities and these contemporary boxy uh, duplexes or apartments, small apartments are being uh, placed in there. So we're losing character of our residential, our older residential communities anyway. Um, I think that should be more of a conversation for, um, you know, our, our city advocates, because I don't think, you know, like areas like South LA that's really being impacted by this, uh, you know, these boxy apartments that are being placed in the single family homes, the character of those neighborhoods is changing. You're talking about California bungalow homes, right? California was is known for that. Um, California craftsman homes, right? It's known for that. And then, you know, Spanish style homes, we're, we're, we're seeing the deconstruction of those homes being placed with these modern type homes and contemporary builds that, uh, yes, I mean, it's fancy, but if you are someone who appreciates architect architecture like I do, uh, not that I am, you know, well-versed, but I can appreciate why an area looks like an area, right? Why people desire to live in a certain area. And it's because of the charm and character that that uh, home, that community provides. All right. So that's it for our cons. I pose to you, which do you prefer, existing or new construction home? Let us know at lisa at lasuperagent.com. Again, be sure to uh, subscribe, like, and share, and let somebody know of us. And of course, if you have any topic suggestions or new guests that you'd like us to have on the show, that you say, Lisa, you've got to talk to this person. This is what they're doing. Or even if you have a story to share that um, we that you're openly willing to have us learn from, because a lot of the the anecdotes that I share are the stories and lessons that I've learned through the course of doing business. And there'll be a lot more to come because real estate is ever changing. And there's always something. There's always something going on in this business. All right. That is my time. With that, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in on today's episode. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Take care, y'all. Bye.